Welcome to, welcome to number two, edition two of Your Questions Answered. I'm Blakey, your host uh, from Golf Rules Questions. And after last week's raging success, I would say, uh, I'm back for another week and more questions answered uh, on this YouTube live stream. So I've got a few questions from the, the followers, supporters, uh, that I've had over the past week that I'm gonna ask and provide an answer to. And then, uh, yeah, if we've got any other questions, they're more than welcome to fire them away. Now, just for everyone, obviously you need to be a subscriber to watch the live stream. So all of you who are already on, uh, subscribers so thank you very much you can join and I'd love you to join the golf rules questions channel uh, minimum is a dollar 49 a month uh, pretty cheap I would say uh, just goes to supporting me and there's some added benefits to that more rules questions etc so I'd, I'd love it if you joined up or show some support through purchasing some merchandise from my spread shirt shop uh, that would be fantastic as well anyway we'll get into number two of your questions answered so i had frank from instagram is it recommended now or mandatory that a player inform their marker before they lift a ball to drop it uh, very good question frank it's not mandatory that you tell someone that you're taking a drop but we certainly would recommend it, okay? We encourage it, but the reason that there's no penalty is, as you know, golf golf courses are quite big areas, big fields of play, and it may delay play if you were to walk over the other side of the fairway into the rough and specifically tell someone uh, that you were intending on taking a drop or lifting your ball, so, They've taken away the penalty, but we'd still re recommend it uh, where you can. So, uh, good good idea. Well, Jerry, Jerry's on, up and about very early. We were just talking last night, Jerry and uh, Jerry Bauer and I. Uh, so, the podcast for that that'll come out uh, tomorrow or the next day. Uh, good morning to you too, Jerry. So hopefully, Frank, that's answered, answered your question. Is it recommended now or mandatory? It is recommended. It's not mandatory. You're not going to get, get penalized if you don't tell your marker before you're lifting a ball to drop it. But if you're unsure, certainly get the, uh, the marker or the opponent in and, and help them out. Uh, Jerry, if you can hear this, how long until your tee time? Uh, how long until you tee off? Let me know. Now, Tuco Cuevero from YouTube. Can I have somebody attending the flag when I am putting? Can I have someone attending the flag when I am putting? Absolutely. That was an, uh, and I, and I keep going back to the previous rules. I, I shouldn't, should move on from that. But that is absolutely not an option. Uh, you've got three options with the flag. Uh, either leave it in, and that doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are uh, on the 
course. It doesn't matter where you are on the course, you can uh, always choose to leave it in. Uh, so that's on the green as well. Uh, or you can have it attended, uh, or you can have it removed. Now, if you have it attended, uh, now I'm just pasting a video of flagsticks that Marcella Smith and I made a couple of years ago. But if you're uh, having it attended, it, you, you can't leave it deliberately, have it deliberately left in the hole. So once it's attended, basically you're having it attended just so you can see where the hole is, but you don't actually need the flag stick to be in the hole to, if you consider it uh, helping your ball. So you want to know where the hole is, but you don't want to have the flag stick in the hole to assist with uh, your shot. Uh, you can have it um, left in the hole to assist your shot, but you're not allowed to have it attended when the shot is made. Okay, so okay, let's go because this is a bit, um, you know, it seems quite easy, but there's a bit to take in here. One, you can have it left in, and it doesn't matter where you are. Number two, you can have it attended, but if you do have it attended, and it doesn't matter where you are, green or bunker, general area, if you do have it attended, it must be taken out or it must not be left in, okay? It must not be left in to affect where the shot, uh, where the ball comes to rest. So if you know it's gonna miss the hole, you know, and someone else wants the flag stick in, then you can leave it in. Uh, but you can't deliberately leave it in knowing it's going to uh, affect the ball or it's possibly going to affect the ball. You can't have it left in. And then thirdly, you can have it removed, which is basically the same as having attended, but you're having it removed so you don't, you know, you can, it's three foot putt, eight foot putt, you can see the hole, you don't need it left in, you don't need it attended. And when someone removes it, you know, they should go and place it on the green or one of the group members holds it uh, throughout. So, you know, and you sort of pass the buck. So player A putts, player B's holding it, player B putts, player C's holding it, player C putts, maybe player A is now finished and player A will finish up holding it or something like that. Or you can just leave it on the ground. You know, you see in the PGA Tour, the caddy obviously does it. And it's quite interesting uh, with the caddies and the flag stick that they will, uh, whoever is putting will hold the flag stick. So, the, sorry, whoever is putting, their caddy, will hold the flag stick. So you actually see that they'll hold the flag stick and then, uh, you know, they'll end up giving it to the person who looks like they're gonna be finishing, you know, putting in last, they're gonna be finishing the hole. So um, that is, that's for the flag stick. Now, is there a penalty if you hit the flag stick? Uh, there's not if it's been left in the hole. Uh, there's not if it was, if the, hit, the hitting of the, Flagstick was accidental, and you just play it as it lies. Uh, and but there is if it was deliberately struck. So you've hit your ball knowing that the flagstick is going to assist your shot, or someone deliberately leaves it in, then there's going to be a penalty. Okay. And this and the last situation there is if it's been taken out, and then you hit it quite hard, and someone goes, oh. Or you yell out, I want to, I want it put back in. 
if they put you know if they put it back in under your um, uh, you telling them to do that uh, under your request, then you'd be penalised. If someone does it deliberately, not under your request, but of their own volition, um, they would be penalised. I mean, if that's your caddy, then you're going to be penalised. But um, yeah, they they would be penalised in that case. So it, that all comes down to whether it's accidental or deliberate. Um, you know, I posted a video of Byron. No, not Byron. Uh, that's my mate. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau and his caddy um, couldn't get the flagstick out of the hole. And, uh, you know, I posted this on TikTok as well. And they were like, oh, it's not a penalty. It's not a penalty. You can have it attended. You can have it left in. So a lot of people don't understand that if you have it left in, um, it's fine if it hits it. But if you have it attended, it's not fine if it hits it. Uh, unless it was accidental, which this would have been. So, yeah, a little bit of a confusing, as Jerry says, it's a bit confusing sometimes because when the option to leave it in came in 2019, everyone just thought, oh, well, if you leave it, you can leave it in and it gets hit. Then if you're having it attended, it's basically the same as leaving it in. But no, it's not. It's basically the same as having it removed and you have to have it removed. Uh, so Hamish from next question Hamish from Instagram is it illegal to putt from your knees is it illegal to putt from your knees uh, no it's not illegal to play a shot off your knees it's not legal to play a shot off your sitting down uh, you know where the club is located and is it are you anchoring that's a different situation that doesn't relate to the specific act of playing a shot off your knees now if you put a towel down before you play a shot off your knees that would be a breach that would be considered building a stance but if you wrap the towel around your legs uh, or put wet weather pants on um, to protect them then that's not going to be, there's not going to be an issue there, okay? Which I know sounds a bit a bit weird, but uh, if you're just doing it to protect your pants, it's different to building a stance. And they had to make a cut off there somewhere, and that's what they got to. Uh, yeah, ask Craig Stadler. That's correct. So Craig Stadler, oh, Jerry, have you got a date for that? I'd say. Early nineties, no, late maybe late nineties, ninety seven, ninety eight, or something like that. Um, Craig Stadler put a he was leading the tournament and he put a towel down and played off the towel, and uh, you know got down on his knees and played off the towel and ended up incurring a two shot penalty which he didn't add to his scorecard and got disqualified. And then later on, they had a bit of a funny thing where he came back and took his revenge on the tree, shall we say. So, um, yeah, ended up cutting it down or or whatnot. Rightio. No, I don't know the date. No, I, I don't know the date either. Um, and then we have Charles from an email 
sent to me. Can a ball deemed to be plugged if it is in a pile of pine straw and not touching the ground? Uh, no, and it's quite interesting you say pine straw. I brought this one up. I'd actually put this in last night and then I didn't realize I was going to post about Jordan Spieth, which I posted on Instagram and Facebook today. Uh, I posted the Jordan Spieth situation from Quail Hollow uh, four years ago or so and when he actually moved a lot of pine straw out of the way before he dropped his ball, which you're allowed to do. If you're taking relief, taking a drop, you are permitted to remove uh, loose impediments in your dropping area uh, before you drop. Now, if you place the ball, if you're replacing, it's a different situation. Um, you're not allowed to remove loose impediments that will affect where your ball would actually be at rest um, before you replace the ball. Uh, but... If you're dropping, it's a different situation and you are permitted to remove uh, the loose impediments. So that was the four questions for number two of your questions answered. Does anyone else have any questions uh, this week? Now, it's interesting because Melbourne has gone back uh, and our, uh, gone forward an hour. Uh, yeah, gone forward an hour. So what was 7.30 last week is now uh, 8.30. But I've put this on at 8 o'clock. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't quite work for for the Northern, no, the North Americans or the South Americans as well. Um, so I apologize for that. Still trying to work out exactly the best time um, to do the do this. Your questions answered, but it was good last week. So um, yeah, we'll we'll crack on. Does anyone have any questions? Uh, I want to try this poll feature as well. So create a create a question. Uh, what's a question off the top of my head? Uh, what is the maximum length yeah oh I could do that as well that might work here we go let's see if this poll works 515 here you're crazy Jerry if a penalty is missed because the players didn't know it was a penalty and the cards are signed and everyone and everyone uh, I see uh, and everyone goes home is the game void asking for a friend <laughs> Justin have you been drinking Justin no Justin's one of my best supporters so uh, great question if a penalty is missed because the players didn't know it was a penalty, and well, previously, Justin, that would have been a disqualification. Okay, that would have been disqualification because you've handed in a scorecard with a lower score than what you've had. But now, since 2019, uh, the penalty is added to the score because they didn't know it was a penalty. 
and they've already signed the cards, as long as they didn't know and and the penalty wasn't disqualification. I mean, if the penalty was disqualification, then he's disqualified regardless. But if, uh, if say, it was a general penalty or one-shot penalty and they didn't know they'd incurred it, um, you know, kicking the ball and not replacing it or something like that, uh, then they just add that that penalty to the score. So instead of having a an 80, they now had an 81 or an 82, whatever it was. Yeah, Jerry, that was a good rule change. Yeah, Jerry and I, and you're going to listen to the pod. If you listen to the podcast, we had a good chat about it last night. Some of the it's what it's probably one of my best questions uh, for the podcast. Guess is you know what rules they don't like or what rules they'd change. So um, yeah, we talked about something you know a rule similar to that as well that possibly is a bit outdated. Uh, so I hope that asks answered your question justin uh stuart rule 4.3 you are not allowed to use an artificial object to get other wind related information such as using powder to assess assess wind direction yet you can throw grass do you know why uh it's all about being artificial so again they just have to draw the line somewhere throw grabbing grass and throwing it up is such a traditional thing that they, yeah, I would never want them to change that. But they didn't want it to get out of hand where, um, you know, people were bringing powder or other kinds of artificial material or devices to determine what the speed of the wind was. A lot of these things, you know, they seem harmless and people go, oh, why would you... Why would you stop to someone doing that? You know, if they want to do that, go ahead. I like stopping them doing that kind of stuff because it slows down play. Like let's let's just get back to simple golf, tee the ball up, hit the ball down the middle. Don't worry about all this, you know, fluffing around. Uh, that's how that's how I would uh, want it to go. Yes, that's correct, Jer- Jerry. But um, Jerry said, but a smoker can light up a cigarette. Ah, Jerry, can they light up a cigarette to have a smoke? Or can they light up a cigarette or and or light up a cigarette to specifically test the wind? That's, uh, yeah, that's the question there. If, uh, if they're just lighting it up to have a smoke, then they're going to be okay. But if they're lighting up a cigarette to test which way the wind is going, then they're not going to be okay. They're going to be in a bit of a uh, a breach of the rules there. Interestingly enough, if you if it's a cold morning, and you you know you have that uh, your breath, hot breath condensation that kind of thing don't ask me i'm not a biologist uh or chemist maybe anyway um that is not that wouldn't be considered artificial that's just your natural your natural breath oxygen and carbon dioxide um how about dandruff yeah that's natural that's not an artificial 
material. So Justin, um, hope hope you uh, don't have a lot of dandruff. Um, you know, we get this question asked a lot where what about a flag on someone's golf bag? And, you know, the, the answer to that is if the flag is there to promote your team and, you know, show your support for your team, it's going to be okay. But if the flag is there deliberately to assess which way the wind is and how hard it's blowing then you're going to be in a bit of strife. So it really comes down to that integrity that that what are you really what have you really got it there for? Uh, that that's what it comes down to. Now I've opened up the poll question. Oh interesting. Interesting. So I asked the poll question what what is the maximum length of a T? I put three inches, four inches, or five inches, and currently four inches and five inches are neck and neck. And now we've just had a change. We're going four inches is leading with 50%. So half of the people think that four inches is the maximum length, and then 38% think it was five inches. You'll actually find the answer in the definitions under T. So if I just end the poll, does it give us the, it doesn't give it. So it was 50% under the definitions of T, an object used to raise a ball above the ground to play it from the teeing area. It must be no longer than four inches and conform with the equipment rules. Uh, there you go. That's the uh, the answers and the results have come up as well. So that's pretty good. Jerry, I had a group ask me about hanging ribbons on off their golf bag to check the wind. Yeah, spot on. We get that question a lot. And the answer is you can't hang a ribbon off or a flag off to deliberately check the wind. But, you know, if you're hanging a ribbon or a flag and you have no, you know, uh, no uh, reason for hanging it on there to to test the wind. Then you're not you're not you're going to be okay. Uh, Stuart, I don't like rule ten point two as I think it can be too subjective. Plus, it is breached all the time and tend to influence a player. How do we ever know the player's intentions? Any thoughts? Yeah, uh, ten point two advice. Uh, I think I mentioned that in podcast with Fraser. That's definitely my least favorite rule. I just don't, it's broken, one, it's broken all the time in club land. And two, I just don't see how it plays that big a part. But again, if it's there to speed up play so people aren't conferring and saying, oh, I think it's you should hit five, and then it's probably a good thing. So if that's if that's one of the reasons, the, the on-flow effect of that rule, then I'd, I'd actually leave it in. Um, even though I I, dis I dislike it the most. Uh, James T, always wonder about the referees at the PGA tournament or even local ones. Do they get paid? What's the typical salary for those guys? Thanks. Uh, James, yeah, it depends which tour. 
uh, you know, they're rare, they're rare um, jobs to get, I should know. Uh, but if you're, you know, if you're on a lower tour, um, you know, say, say Australia, you're looking at 70, 80,000. Uh, say the European tour, you might be on 30,000 starting or maybe even less. But it, it grows. Um, the the PGA Tour is probably, you know, it's the biggest tour in the world. It's probably 100,000. The LPGA, and, and that's 100,000 in the US. Um, the LPGA might be a little bit lower, might be sort of around 65, 70. Um, you know, they're great jobs. They're, a lot of the job, a lot of those bigger tours, you, you're working 28 weeks of the year and you've got 24 weeks off. But you know those 28 weeks that you're working, it's it's almost you know definitely tournament days are 5 a.m. starts or for, get up at 5 a.m. at least, uh, and then you're finishing at you know 6 p.m. or whatever it is. The other days, the Monday through Wednesday might be more of a 6 a.m. start because you've got to be there when the players are ready to practice in case they have any questions for you. Uh, and then, you know, as Jerry mentioned, he doesn't get paid for the for the work that he does, the volunteers. There's lots of volunteer referees out there. Um, they do some, you know, they do the work for the, for the love of the game. A lot of the time, and this is what we sort of hope for, is referees aren't needed uh, or players don't believe that they need them, even though they probably do. But, um, yeah, it's not like a basketball ref or a footy ref or a cricket umpire where you're involved every play. Uh, how do metric countries manage? My kids have no idea what four inches is in metric. Okay, so an inch, um, correct me if I'm wrong, because I always get the, this mixed up. I think an inch is 2.56 centimeters. So um, times 2.56 by four, and you're about 10.24 or something like that. Um, it might be it might be two I always get it mixed up. It might be two point five four. Anyway, around ten centimeters, Ray. But it's certainly not seven and a half centimeters and nor is it twelve point five centimeters. Twenty four point four yeah, there you go. Twenty five point four. So it is. So ten point one six then. Uh, yeah, James, it's uh, it can be pretty like yeah, it can be pretty decent, but yeah, there's not so many um, jobs going. And you know, you got to be really good at your rules, but you also got to be really good at player management. You know, dealing with players, talking to players. Jerry had a good um, him and I when we had a chat last night. You know, he's saying you got to be there as a referee to help people, and a lot of the time. You know, you won't get thanked by the players. Uh, they're not too. They're not too fast. They're busy doing their thing. But um, they'll become familiar with you if you're a 
consistent referee and you know at least they'll start learning your name and, and whatnot so that's not not too bad but uh yeah it can be a good job for some people there's lots of travel in it lots of travel like if you have those 28 weeks you know you're going to be traveling 28 weeks unless uh unless one of the tournaments is in your hometown Uh, have we got any other questions? More than welcome to... Uh, you can also, uh, if you're feeling generous, there's a super chat option there and you can you can pay for a question if you, if you, if you, if you like, if you think the price is right. Um, or otherwise, just yeah, join up, buy some merchandise. But uh, any other questions? Otherwise, we will call it quits on episode two of your questions answered and remember the podcast will be coming out uh, tomorrow on youtube and uh, probably sunday morning on anchor once i get that sorted okay oh here we go james is back if i may i know the arm lock putter is legal but is there a plan to make it illegal uh I don't think so at this stage, James. Um, that This is just an opinion by me. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they do. Um, I mean, I don't know if the anchoring really achieved what it needed to achieve. You know, it got possibly got back to being traditional, but I didn't really see that it was a huge benefit. Uh, but the arm lock... No, that you know when they wrote the rule, they were pretty happy that the uh, the anchoring starts after the elbow. So, I think you'll be you'll be you know they're not changing the rules until two thousand twenty three, and I don't think anyone's been talking about the arm lock being changed. Uh, so I think you're at least safe for just over twelve months anyway. Okay, uh, well that was, yeah, that was really good. Uh, I'll be back with more questions next week. Possibly try a different time. Um, around this time for obviously Australians and I know the UK will be awake, uh, although it's in the middle of the day. Uh, Jerry obviously <laughs> loves getting up early, uh, but I would like to try and give the North Americans and South Americans, um, the chance to chance to be awake. But uh, yeah, I've got to try and work out with my own own personal time uh, clock, body clock, uh, whether I can wake up that early. So, thank you everyone for your questions and uh, continued support. And uh, yeah, I think uh, who said it before. Uh, is it a, uh, Adam as it, is said, as it is said without rules there is chaos so without rules there is chaos thank you very much and have a good night or a good day if you're just starting out thank you